For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Afternoon. He may name an FBI director nominee before he goes. That from our Washington Insider. Uh, at least four candidates uh, were interviewed this week, including the acting uh, FBI director and also former Senator Joe Lieberman. And as the president's leaving, two weeks of lost focus on domestic agenda, according to Jamie, barely talking about health care more in the last couple of weeks, uh, caught up in the firing of the FBI director and the Russia probe, which was announced on Wednesday, where special counsel was named, former FBI director Robert Mueller. And, you know, we went real deep into the, the backstory of of that and just accelerated right past the fact that it's a special counsel. We wanted to kind of peel back a little bit more and look at, well, what's a special counsel role? What does that look like versus, say, a special prosecutor who's been named in the past as well? We turned to WOKV political analyst and former prosecutor Rick Mullaney, the head of the Jacksonville University Public Policy Institute. Is there much of a difference between the two? Rich, there's not much of a difference when it comes to their investigatory power, and actually the difference is more historical and label. Um, after the Watergate in the 1970s, a statute was passed in 1978 that allowed for the appointment of a special prosecutor, and that's where the term comes from. And that special prosecutor was appointed by a three-judge panel, uh, reported to that panel, and was actually an independent office. That statute expired in 1999. Since then, they've been using a regulation from about 1998, which, uh, which provides for the appointment of a special counsel. That's where that term comes comes from. Instead of being appointed by the three-judge panel, however, it's appointed by, through the Justice Department, by the Attorney General, in this case, the Deputy Attorney General. They also report to the Deputy Attorney General, can be fired by the Deputy Attorney General, and in theory, a little bit less independence than the former special prosecutor under the old statute, but in effect, the same broad, significant investigatory power, the same sort of authority in general, uh, and so the differences are kind of historical. So in terms of the investigative uh, um, uh, potential, is there much in the way of prosecutorial power as well? Does, does it still hold? And I guess how often since 1999, when you said that changed, has special counsel happened? It seems to me Waco was a special counsel. Uh, Waco really was the only example of using somebody outside the Justice Department. There was another example in 2003, the only other example when Patrick um, uh, Fitzgerald was appointed uh, that resulted in the indictment of Scooter Libby. Those are the only two times in the last 20 years. As a practical matter, no president, President Clinton, President Obama, President Bush, President Trump, likes to see a special prosecutor or a special counsel appointed. They tend to stay for a long time. They're often hard to control in terms of their scope. And oftentimes, the history has been they tend to justify their existence by coming up with something to prosecute someone. So they can be kind of ominous. But make no mistake about it, special counsel under these regulations and Bob Mueller, has very, very significant prosecutorial authority. A grand jury will be convened. A federal court will, a judge will oversee the prosecution. He has subpoena power. He can depose the president. It's a very significant development in the scope of what's going on today. Has he been given, or is the special counsel given a timeline? Like, they have to make a determination in six months, a year, whatever, or is it very open-ended? Very open-ended, and in fact, what you've seen historically is they can take a long time. Uh, Iran-Contra took six years. You take a look at Kent Starr uh, when he started off on Whitewater and ended up 
with the impeachment of President Clinton, that took, I believe, four or five years. Oftentimes, they take on a life of their own. Um, so they tend to be very open-ended, and that's one of the challenges. If Donald Trump was hoping for something to be resolved quickly, the appointment of a special counsel typically is not going to lead to a resolution quickly. The good news is it should take it off the front page of the newspaper. Bob Mueller, I, Mueller, I believe, will operate uh, without press conferences and without sort of uh, playing to the media. Uh, the bad news for, for President Trump, however, is it can be kind of ominous, a very, very focused investigation. On budgeted expense, I would imagine it's going to cost a whole lot of money that comes forward. Rick, I appreciate you breaking that down. Our political analyst, uh, former prosecutor as well, Rick Mullaney, the director of the Public Policy Institute at Jacksonville University. Thanks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.